Podcasting 101 with me, your host, Rachel. This podcast is for female business owners and solopreneurs that are looking to start a podcast to add to your own already awesome offering. I'll give you helpful advice that you can take away and use in your podcasting journey. I hope to answer those tricky questions that just keep you from starting. Once a month, I'll be joined by other female podcasters. They'll share their journey with you and offer tips and advice they discovered along the way. Let's get started. and welcome to this week's episode. Today I have Sabine Schwartz with me. Hi Sabine. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's lovely to have you on. Sabine is a sales and confidence mindset coach. She helps female entrepreneurs become more confident in their sales skills, release all the blocks around sales, outreach money and human connections so that they have a bigger income and impact at the speed of light. That sounds so interesting, Sabine. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and then like why you wanted to start your podcast? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I'm Sabine. I'm uh, in Germany and Berlin, and I'm a mom of three very, very active boys uh, in the age of eight, 11, and 12. And um, I'm since long time in business. I started as a health coach 11 years ago, and then I completely switched over my whole business and changed direction and became a business coach and a hypnotherapist and RTT practitioner, which is a really quick form of hypnosis to overcome all limiting beliefs, procrastination, imposter syndrome, lack of confidence, and it's just wonderful. And that's why I call it always speed of light, because it's just really, really quick. You don't have to wait weeks until you feel better and more confident. It's often after one to three sessions, you will feel already a push in direction of anything you desire, like confidence, public speaking, visibility, being able to get in front of the camera. And um, I just love this combination. And this is why I started my podcast as well, because I wanted to have a platform which can reach many people and where I can just talk about my passion and um, share all my knowledge about how to work with your mind, how to heal different things from your past, trauma from the past, how to release anxiety, how to become a better entrepreneur, um, feeling fully aligned and purposeful and just love your business again. Because I know how hard it is if you question yourself all the time, if you feel overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, afraid of reaching out to new people or get into public speaking or even sales. I mean, sales conversations can be really, really hard. And this is what I love to talk in my podcast about, like really how you can become the best version of yourself and how to truly master your mindset and um, how to achieve everything you desire in a quicker way. When you have those mindset blocks, it is it is so difficult to to overcome them sometimes, and some and the feeling that perhaps it might take a really really long time. And and often in business, you don't you don't really want to wait that long to be able to to yeah. overcome some of those things, especially with sales. I've had that myself and imposter syndrome. They are really big things, especially with online entrepreneurs at the moment. Those kind yeah. of blocks that we have yeah. um, to get to get over those things. Uh, RTT sounds really interesting. Do you want to tell us just a little bit about that, uh, about RTT and what it is? Yeah. Yeah. RTT is rapid transformational therapy and for short form is RTT. 
And it got invented by Marissa Peer. And um, talking about quick results, it's because she was a therapist before. And she said, when you're a therapist, it takes sometimes really long for your clients to feel better. And I mean, I have got friends who have depression, for example, and they're since five years in therapy and still don't feel so much better. It's just like crazy sometimes. And Marissa Peer said, okay, when, when, you're, uh, when your arm is broken, for example, you don't want to wait one year until it heals or until it gets better. And the same as with pain in your soul. I mean, you can't see it, but it's there. And it's really, really terrible for so many people. And so she said, okay, she wants to invent something which works a bit quicker so that you can heal in a quicker um, time and don't have to suffer for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is how she came up with this um, relatively new therapy form, which is a combination of therapy, cognitive behavior therapy, hypnosis and um, NLP. And this is just a wonderful form. It's just that I'm getting my clients into hypnosis and they are staying in my session the whole time in hypnosis. And I'm getting them to the root cause of their problem. And then we uncover it and they can see in hypnosis so clearly everything from the past. And they can go back so many years <laughs> back to when they were small children or babies. And then we uncover what happened, what created this uh, problem, what created the block, for example. And then we release it and get it out of their mind so that you can, it's like, um, like a gardener, for example, it's just getting out all the weeds mm -hmm. and then we plant new seeds for beautiful blossoms <laughs> to <laughs> flowers to bloom. And um, this is the planting the seeds is in the session, the rewiring of their mind, like really installing better beliefs, better feelings, better thoughts. Because, I mean, in the end, we all become what we believe. And when we believe we are so bad at selling, we can't sell. We have problems to talk to other people. We can't talk in a compelling way so that the people see the value of our products. And sales are really hard and terrible. And it's sleazy. And what you all hear mm. about sales. I mean, sales are connected to so many things. This is just not a small, single thing. I mean, sales are such a big area connected with many, many bad feelings and fears and anxiety. And this is what I'm doing in my session, that I just plant and better beliefs about sales, about themselves, and so that they just feel instantly so much better, so much more confident, and they believe that they are sales leaders, for example, and that they are master sellers. And uh, yeah, this is how a session will look like and um, this is the power of rapid transformational therapy it sounds really interesting I can tell you're really passionate about it just the way <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> it which is so great obviously passion is a big part of running your own and owning your own business and getting the best out of and also starting your yeah. your podcast as well so um tell us a little bit more about so you had the idea about doing the podcast to to share your passion and to, to help people. Yeah. How did you go about starting the planning side of things? Yeah, I'm uh, really, I love planning and I have so <laughs> many planners here in the backside of me. And I have, for example, for when I started with my podcast planning process, I have a look at the, at half a year 
and think about my content categories, which I want to fill up. And I'm always connecting them back to my program. I've got a signature program, uh, which is called the Sales Alchemy Academy, where it's a six-month program where I guide my clients through to feel better in selling and more confident in the visibility aspects as well, and so many different parts. And um, I'm looking at my modules, for example, and then I break them up for the half year and I'm planning my content around these content buckets of my modules, of my of my group coaching program. And so that every piece of content I'm putting out there links back to this program. And this is how what I truly love to do and what I suggest to everybody doing. Just see about what, what kind of products you're having and how can you talk about it and how can you connect your podcast to teach the people about it, about your program. And then I am doing one week, I am doing a one-person show, like only me, where I'm talking mm -hmm. about my stuff. And the second week, it's like the weekly. Also every week, I once a week, I am on. And the next week, I have a guest. I'm just reaching out to the people who really match my subject. And before, I had a um, Facebook group where I had a show inside as well. And I didn't plan anything there. When I started, I wasn't so big in planning. The planning part came um, the last years and because I saw how difficult it is if you just don't plan, if you just do a post, hey, people, I'm looking for somebody to interview, like I did it before in my Facebook, and then random people just came in there, and I just checked their, their profiles, for example, and then I picked them, but I didn't have a theme before, which was a really big problem. And so I can only suggest really look for the right people, look for your own theme, which really supports your business. Because I mean, the podcast needs to support your business as well. And it needs to have a specific theme. And so it's really important to really handpick your guests and see what kind of value they can provide so that it matches your brand. And this is what I'm doing. And this is the first step that I just plan out one half a year, half a year in advance. And, and then I have for each session, I have like a sheet where I have my hook, my steps, which I'm going through. And it's just like one pager where I put everything in there and little bullet points and uh, my call to action in the end as well. It's like a video script as well, because I really love video and I'm using the same script for my audio podcast. But I have the podcast always in a video form as well. I have like a video podcast. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask whether or not you had um, you did video uh, as yeah. well. So, do you put the video onto YouTube and then have your podcast go out on the rest of the platform? Yeah, yeah, I have my podcast on YouTube, and I have a nine-minute video of this podcast on LinkedIn as well. Oh, okay, that's interesting. How do you find um, that? Does that work well? With do you get a lot of engagement on those type of posts? Having like, do you just kind of like pick? nine minute section out of the episode to yeah. to put out there mm -hmm. yeah yeah and what I have to say uh, before I just put um, the nine minute video in my scheduling tool and it got just scheduled to LinkedIn and now since I'm really <laughs> working more on LinkedIn and getting to know it better I I heard that um, LinkedIn doesn't like third party tools and that they will gate them a little bit so that you don't get so much engagement. And that was my problem. I didn't get much engagement on LinkedIn on my video posts and on my posts in general. And uh, now I'm, I got off my scheduling tool, even if I really, really love it because it's just such a time saver. But now I'm doing it manually and just upload 
and then I'm um, engaging on LinkedIn in the same time when I'm uploading it. And when I'm doing it that way, I'm getting more engagement. And this is what I am working on right now. And okay. I need to have more connections on LinkedIn because I'm quite new. I'm still under 500. I have 450 or something like that. And when I'm getting more and more, I will get more engagement on my videos. And I will keep up the strategy uh, because I think it's really, really good. Yeah, that's interesting that you don't get um, as much engagement if you use a scheduler. I know that um, I was talking, Michelle Denio, there was a post that Michelle had done a it was a couple of weeks ago now, um, and talking about video engagement, <clears throat> somebody she's connected to, and it is quite small. It's smaller than regular posts, but it means that the person, they'll, they'll give you the stats on how long they've watched it for, which is quite interesting. Mm. So um, they some of the videos don't do, you think they don't do very well, but actually mm. like the ratio of it is quite, I can't figure out. Maybe I'll have to try and find the most and link yeah. it in the show notes. <laughs> But that yeah. was quite interesting because I put my audiograms on there as um, videos um, on oh, LinkedIn. Okay. But yeah. um, I do use a scheduler as well. So I should do a little testing, actually. That's quite yeah. um, a good thing to, to, to do, actually, when you're doing your promotion is to test out different types of posts and see how well they do. And, and that's yeah. an interesting one about schedulers. I know at one point you couldn't actually schedule a video that would appear – actually on LinkedIn um I use Buffer and it, hmm. they do now but originally it would take you to a different link if, if someone clicked oh, on it so but worse. yeah you're right yeah. that they don't like and they don't like you sharing links in the um in the posts either and things like yeah. that um because yeah. they want you to stay on the platform don't they which is understandable but it makes it <laughs> yeah. difficult when you're trying to be organized and get everything scheduled yeah. and put your links in there so yeah it takes those little more chan- time mm, yeah, yeah. Like really, and, and what I'm doing now is that I just posted and um, then I reach out to like 10 people where I think, okay, for them, it would be interesting. And then I'm sending them a message. You know, you like to check out my video. I did about this and this. And yeah. And when I'm doing it this way, I'm getting more engagement. Oh, but it takes time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. It, it does take time because it takes time to build up those connections. And you really want to have genuine connections and just yeah. have people that are, that are going to be interested in your content and you're going to add value yeah. for them and, and, Otherwise, you know, you don't want a lot of people that, you know, don't, aren't yeah, really going to engage. Yeah, you don't want to spam just random people. Mm, exactly. <laughs> that's like really, yeah, that's what I love to do on LinkedIn. It's just like really creating conversations and yeah. and relationships and uh, don't just connect, uh, request a connection and then just send a pitch. Like mm. I really this and um, yeah, so I just... And yeah. just build connections and um that's really the way to go, I think. Yeah, and I think it's to help build your audience for your podcast, um yeah. like getting back to people as well and, and creating that. It, it's about creating the two-way engagement, isn't it, as well? Not not yeah. having it all all one way, like I'm yeah, you can't just I'm... take and never give. Mm-hmm. I think it's really often you need to give give back as well and just yeah the person who always takes 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 yeah yeah absolutely so it sounds like you were very organized in your planning Mm -hmm. and really thought about what episodes are going to benefit your audience which I think is a really great way to get started did you have any particular podcast goals in mind when you started yeah I want to yeah with the podcast I want to build like genuine relationships 
And I want to build myself up as an authority in my field and to have, yeah, I, I wasn't sure about the number of downloads I want to have because in the beginning I wasn't so sure about what are great numbers to have as downloads, for example. But it's just like I just want to have my podcast reach as many people as possible and um, use it as a tool to as well engage with relationships, reach out to new people and to have something where I can say, like a conversation starter, for example, if you have a person who you truly love to connect with, where you think, okay, this person is a little bit more far ahead than me, for example, and I would love them to get to know me, for example, this is how I'm using my podcast as well, to use it as a tool to give value for this person as well. If they're on my podcast, they're getting a value as well. And perhaps they want to invite me later back to their podcast as well, because this is for me like a great visibility tool as well to get in front of other, other audiences. Because I mean, when you're starting a new field or a, like me, for example, I shifted my niche and I need to build up my authority in my niche. And um, when I don't have myself a big audience in the beginning, it's great to get in front of other audiences. And there's a podcast great to have because you have always something where you can invite people to and they will perhaps later invite you as well. It's like giving and receiving. And um, for this, a podcast is just amazing. And it's a content library as well. And even for myself, I want to put in there meditations from myself. And then I can just go in there and listen to my own meditations. <laughs> because it's really I just love it when you're laying in bed in the night, for example. And I mean, everybody knows how it is sometimes in the night. I mean, it's like your nervous system shut, goes slows down, goes down, goes down. And then comes the bad thoughts, for example, which keep you up at night where you get anxiety or think, oh my gosh, how can I pay these bills? Or what's up with the kids in school or with your business or the taxes or you still haven't done the taxes and you need to do them. Like, you know, it. like your mind just starts whirling around and you get all the crazy ideas and anxiety comes up and you can't sleep again. And what I truly love then is just listen to a meditation. And this is where a podcast for me is great because I want, this is my goal, I want to add in more hypnosis for myself and meditations, uh, which I can just listen to. When, when I can't sleep, I can listen to my meditations and other people as well. So because meditations are just amazing to help you feel instantly better and to sleep better. And even my kids are listening to my meditations. And then it's great that they can just tune into my podcast and listen to meditation from me, where they have like an easy find library where I can just click and listen to it. Yeah, that sounds weird. I I listen to uh, meditations at night as well. Uh, One thing I'm always worried about is the kids at school and they have their own little stresses and mine are um, 10 and 12 and they're in middle school because we've got three tier where I am and you know, all those problems that preteens get. And yeah. I've, we've done, I have, I use the Headspace app at the moment, but um, oh, they well. they quite like um, having something to calm them down. Because there is, there is always that time when in the night when you're thinking about things and yeah. you just want to help clear your mind. That sounds really yeah. great. And it, you're thinking, you know, more about your ideal audience and your target audience and thinking about what would be great for them as well. I think adding in a meditation would be really nice. 
And what you said about it being a content library, it's repurposing and using your content that you've created is such a great thing for your podcast as well. And it's, it's easy to forget as well. Hannah and Nicole, my clients from showing up solo are brilliant at this is I sometimes am guilty of forgetting to do this myself. When you've started to get a few episodes behind you, I'm, you know, I'm in my twenties episodes now and you know, it's almost like, oh, they're, they're done and gone, but you can actually yeah. use your, what you've done previously to, to, to read, because they're still valid. There's still new people joining, hopefully, you know, yeah. listening at different stages. And it is great to have that content library to be able to repurpose and yeah. show not just what you're doing now or what you're focusing on now is pointing them in the direction of, you know, have you heard this? And did you know that I've done you know that this could help you yeah, as well this is amazing so, yeah, yeah. Love repurposing is really the best mm-hmm. what you can do. yeah absolutely I think it's <clears throat> it's such a in all parts for your marketing it seems because you you've already created the content and I think sometimes feel like you've got to keep creating new content but you're creating it by doing a podcast episode you know that yeah. is your piece of content and yeah. like what I do with my with this podcast is you know look back and think about the things we've talked about and expand upon them and that's why I love having um guests come on like yourself and all my other guests and offering your insight into the podcasting your podcasting journey because it teaches me new things everyone has a slightly different take on things and it's really great to 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 bring out the different um although there is a consistent um you know people with uh like tips on podcasting is just start yeah. <laughs> by a consistent one. But it's really interesting. I did interview someone the other week that's like a really established podcaster. So it was quite interesting to hear from someone who's been doing it for a long time, like longer than me and yeah. you know, quite interesting. I love getting those different perspectives on Yeah, that's on always interesting. Stories. Yeah. 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 That's what I love as well about different guests on the podcast. That you just get different experiences, different insights. And it's just always so interesting. It is. And I think that when you get those guests in there and sharing stories, it's, and I love that it's people that you, you know, you meet them on social media or networking. I find some of the podcasts that have like big celebrities on and things, but that's great. It's great to hear stories from them, but it's, it's, I find it more relatable hearing stories Mm -hmm. from people who are your peers, people that yeah. you can really relate to. Um, like I'm sure the guests that are coming on to your show, you know, they're complimenting what you're helping people with mm-hmm. and they themselves are then relatable to your audience because they're yeah. there complimenting what you do. And that's, I think, more valuable than having a big name, you know, yeah. trying to get a big yeah, name I on. So as well. Yeah, and from the big names, I find it more always most interesting how they were living when they just started. Because yeah. now when they are so far ahead and they have big teams, you can't get so much value out of them anymore because they're in a complete different yeah. um, liga or league. <clears throat> and um, yeah, just for the normal business, the normal entrepreneur, it's just so much better if you just have people who are on the same stage like them or just some steps ahead where they mm-hmm. can just learn and take um, some ideas for their own business or their own life. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree there. 
So did you, how did you feel about the tech side of things when it came to recording and uploading and all those yeah. things? Honestly, before, before I started, this was the main thing which kept me away because I thought, um, or oh, so difficult to do it. The tech should, would, um, should be so difficult or I thought it's difficult and I had no idea how to record and how to start, even if I have done before like meditations and hypnosis and recordings. Um, I wasn't sure how to upload it and how to get my podcast to Spotify and uh, Apple and wherever. And um, this always kept me away. And I thought it's so time consuming and I need to have better audio. And um, I was always struggling with my audio quality. And even if I got a good mic, but um, my room is where I'm sitting in and recording is, um, yeah, I always thought it's just not such a good uh, audio quality in here because I need to have perhaps more cushions or something in which creates a better sound mm -hmm. and this always kept me away and then I just said okay just start I just make it simple and easy and I don't complicate everything I just sit down think about my I have everything pre-planned already and then I just start talking and uh, then I just I don't over edit I added a little bit. I created my own uh, intro. And before I thought, okay, I will need to have a really great intro. I will um, find somebody on Fiverr or Upwork and they will do it. And, um, and then for me, it's, for example, when I'm paying someone to do it, I want to really have it perfect. And I can't just go for this intro, for example, to pay like $20 because then I think, oh no, it's not so good. I need this one for $200. And then I think, oh my gosh, it's such an investment when I'm just starting out. How crazy. And this is how I've done so many mistakes before because I'm since 11 years in business and I always paid way too much and want to have everything perfect. And then after some months, I trash everything and create everything new again. And so I thought, okay, no, I start my podcast I'm just doing my intro. I do it messy and not perfect. And I do it myself. And that's how I just started. I mean, later when my podcast really takes off or something like that, I can pay more to have a perfect intro. But right now, I just have myself. And um, this is how I want to do it now, that I really uh, work on myself and my perfectionitis and just do it. When I'm sitting there, I'm just doing it. Just start without complicating everything and overthinking. And like this, it's really an easy and wonderful process. I don't edit too much, just a little bit. And then I just upload it directly to uh, Anchor. I'm using Anchor. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a free tool. I mean, you know it. Yeah. For the listeners who don't know it. <laughs> and it's so easy. You can just stream it into Spotify and all the other places. They're connected to all the other platforms as well. And uh, it's really easy and just wonderful. Yeah, I, I for my first podcast, I did mine on Anchor. Uh, my client uses Anchor. I have chosen Captivate um, for this podcast, but I mm -hmm. wanted to I wanted to look at a paid service, kind of for research for myself as mm -hmm. well, and potentially for the future. So that's why I decided to do a paid platform. But I, I there's a lot of people that do have a lot of problems with Anchor and. But I'm not quite sure you can. Did you know that you could upload video now to to Anchor? Oh, oh really? Yeah, you can. Oh. So if you upload the video, it will play on Spotify as video or audio, but it will still send the audio to the other places that you've connected it to. Mm -hmm. 
So they're starting like trying to get like a video platform oh. on Spotify, which is quite interesting, which is what I do. Ah, for... On Spotify, they're doing a video platform. Yeah, so it would, but because Anchor's part of Spotify, you when mm. you upload your, you just upload the MP4 to oh, okay. um, Anchor. Yeah. So that's what they're kind of, I don't know if they're trialing at the moment. And um, so, yeah, yeah, you can watch the video if you want to. Yeah. yeah, so people can watch the video on the Spotify platform without having to go to YouTube. I think that's what they're kind of trying yeah. to do. Uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. um, what do you feel was your biggest challenge in starting your podcast or as you're going forward now? Like what, what's your biggest challenge? Yeah, um, my biggest challenge is the consistency <laughs> with it. And um, but yeah, and this was like when I started my podcast, I really the mistake I made was that I didn't upload it consistently. And um, yeah, and now I got into myself the last weeks and worked on myself a little bit with yeah, because I had the problem that I just wanted to do way too much, not only with my podcast, but with so many other social media platforms. I always had the feeling I need to be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, then the podcast and Pinterest and everywhere. And I just stretched myself way too thin and um, I got really overwhelmed and didn't want to do anything anymore. <laughs> and then yeah. there's not the way to go. I need to really take an inventory in myself and how I'm doing everything and um, that I not have the feeling I need to do four master classes per month, for example. Why can't I just do one and do it really, really well? And why can't I just be on one social media platform and do it really well? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and so I took some major steps. I closed my Facebook group down. I got off Facebook, off Instagram. I am now only on LinkedIn. And I feel amazing when I'm doing this right now. It's just a really great, great step. And I feel so much better. And since I did it, I can focus again on my podcast and um, keep up with my schedule. And um, yeah, really long story. Sorry about it. <laughs> no, that do you know there there is a lot of pressure to um, to feel like you have to go on lots of different platforms. Yeah. And are you missing out if you don't go on the other yeah. platforms? And but you're right. If you can't keep up with it, you're spreading yourself too thin. Like, like I'm really interested about Pinterest. I'm hearing a lot of things about Pinterest, yeah, and but I just, I just don't have the headspace and the capacity mm, to really invest myself in Pinterest at the moment. So I think that you, you're taking the platform that works the best for you, whatever that is for you, LinkedIn, and then concentrate everything for for that and that way you know that you can be consistent and um you know keeping and that's really great to recognize that that's what you need to do to be able to be consistent and I think that it's different for everybody and I think that's important to for the listeners here that if you're starting a podcast or you're in a podcast now that you're struggling to be consistent with looking at all those different aspects of what you're doing in your business or what you're doing to promote it and what could you tweak or change you know you don't have to do what everyone else is doing and be everywhere all yeah. at once kind of thing yeah. so that's the biggest mistake you can do for your health for your relationship for yourself and for your business because I mean I got really honest with myself and thought why why I have the feeling I need to do always way too much really I'm a person I'm doing always way too much yeah. And um, this creates problems in the end because, I mean, you just can't be superwoman and do everything. 
and some some it's on cost of something it's like all that everything you're doing costs something in the end it mm. costs your health relationships your well-being so many different things and so it's important to really see what brings you in the most joy and what you're doing in your business your activities for example what's eating up your time and what brings in the most revenue and what brings in the most And um, when I got really honest with myself, I said, okay, Facebook doesn't bring me in any money, Instagram as well. It just is a big, big time eater. And I mean, on Instagram, now with real stories, Instagram lives, you have to do so much to gain more followers. And then I think, okay, but these followers don't bring me any money. It's just stressing me. It's, yeah, it's just time consuming. And yeah. then I just said, okay, no, I just focus on LinkedIn. And on my podcast, and I'm doing great episodes. I will do them consistently. I will repurpose them. I will use them to build my authority on LinkedIn as well and do outreach and building relationships. And this is really where all the money comes from in my business is from relationships, from networking, from reaching out to people, building connections and starting conversations. Yeah. It's not from Instagram. It's not yeah. from And this is like really this. I mean, <laughs> when you talk about it, so yeah, of course it's like that. I mean, it's so simple and easy. Why can't you just say, okay, I get my money from other areas and then just close Facebook and Instagram down? But it was like a many month process for me. I just couldn't get myself over it to just say, okay, goodbye Instagram, goodbye Facebook. I'm now on LinkedIn. <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> It's been great talking to you today, Sabine. Yeah. Have you got any last piece of advice um, for those looking to start a podcast? Yeah, my advice is just start it and just do it. It doesn't need to be perfect. And just start recording an audio. Just today, just get on your computer, open up uh, or your phone and do a voice recording and see how it goes and um, just start it. I mean, it's so easy and simple. You don't need to overcomplicate everything. And just start, and then you can start your planning phase and really have an eye on your next month of content, be strategic about it, and get the right guests into your um, podcast or do a solo podcast and just start it. Don't overthink it. Yeah, absolutely. Not overthinking it. That is a great yeah. piece of advice. Would you just like to let us know um, where, where where the best place is to find you apart from LinkedIn? So I guess LinkedIn's the best place to find you. And um, what's your website? Yeah, my website is uh, Sabine Schwartz, like my name, .com. And there you can find me and um, you can connect with me there. I have a coffee chat booking form. My email address is there. And If you've got any questions, you will, can always reach me there. Brilliant. I'll link all those in the show notes so they can easily yeah. find you. Awesome. Thank, thanks so much for coming on, Sabine. Take care. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please like, share and subscribe. Your support means so much to me. If there's a question or topic you'd like covering, then I'd love to hear from you. Find the podcast on Instagram at Rachie Botfield and drop me a DM. Till next time. Bye.